Hey, Magic Makers, I am in love. I just found Shorely Wines, and oh my God, I'm floored how absolutely delicious they are. So far, I've tasted the Sauvignon Blanc. I have tasted the Rosé. I've also tasted the Bubbly Rosé, and they are absolutely delicious. I was interested in trying non-alcoholic wines because there are just some days that like you just don't really want a drink, but you want the taste of wine without all of the extra calories or extra alcohol. And this is what Shirley does. It tastes absolutely delicious. It is just what you need for a nice afternoon on the deck watching the sun set. If you've been trying, wondering, are non-alcoholic wines, are they delicious? Do they, are they worth my time? Surely is. It tastes just like the wine and no, it's not fancy grape juice. They have found a way, I believe in magic. So they have found a way to remove the alcohol from actual wine. So you still get the wine taste, but without all of the alcohol. And so if this is something that you want to try, do me a favor. If you head over to the link in my bio, you can grab yourself 15% off your first purchase. Trust me, it is so good. I don't bring up products that I don't personally use. I am in their wine club and I've so far bought a case of this stuff and everyone that I've told about it, including you, are going to fall in love. So do me a favor, have a taste and then let me know what you think. And you get to save 15% by using the link in my bio. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers, you are really going to enjoy today's podcast. I talked with Miss P- Tracy Plushcourt, and she just blew my mind, and I know she's going to blow your mind as well. The first thing she said to me that was just like, you know, holy moly, was let's use data, not drama. And so many of us get caught up in the feelings, and those feelings make us take these knee-jerk reactions. And, you know, If we use the data, you know, one of the reasons why as a health coach, fitness coach, we ask for you to track your workout so that, you know, if you say it's not working, we can look. And if you're losing two pounds dumbbells, we're like, no wonder it's not working. You're not using heavy enough load. We also look at your food and you're like, it's not working. And if I see that you're eating ho-hos and, you know, cookies all the time, we're like, yeah, of course it's not working. Or if we see that you're under eating your food, we're like, yeah, that's not working. So we can use the data to create results. And that was just the most fabulous thing she said. And that we have to start thinking about how do we start to create our choices? And one of the biggest things I love is that our decisions, our choices create our decisions. And so we can't get pissed about a decision that we made from a choice that we made. She's really all about the data. And so we start talking about what she calls her mind math and how it's a really simple equation. And it just really encompasses how many of our choices are made. And so it's like, we have a thought, then we have a feeling, and then we take an action. And so she really breaks this down in the podcast. And if you love this podcast, you love this style of thought processes, you know, dive in because I'm all about strategies. I'm no longer about following a diet. You know, we are the diet. We understand ourselves better than any other diet guru out there. So enjoy the episode and do me a favor, leave me any feedback that you might have about this podcast and be sure to follow Miss Tracy on all of the socials. All right. Today's iTunes review of the week is brought to you by C. Hayes 77. I am so happy to have found this podcast. I look forward to listening to the new episode every week. I just finished the latest episode on lifting weights and loved it. 
I listened to it three times because it's so informative. I feel like I have a trainer in my ear when I listened and a friend to chat with along with the things I love, fitness. Oh, thank you so much, C. Hayes. That just fills my heart so full. So anyone else has a review, please absolutely share it with me. I love this and I appreciate every single review that I get. It just melts my heart that I am sharing the information that is going to be helpful for you to make sure that health and fitness is easy for you. Oh, ladies, ladies, this is a topic that I know is near and dear to many people's hearts. And I always try to find these topics because especially when it's themes I see over and over and over again. And today I am bringing on uh, Miss Tracy Plushcourt and we are talking about overeating, right? Is that thing that so many of us feel like food just hops in our mouth, food just like knocks on our door and it's like, hey girl, here's the donuts, here's the ice cream, here's whatever your you know, comfort food is, and you just feel like you have no control over food. And today we're going to take a nice deep dive with Ms. Tracy. And Tracy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kim. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, this wasn't your first career, you know, talking about overeating, talking about nutrition or health, everything like that. That was not your first career. You were in advertising before this, you took this path. I was. Yeah. So this is not the typical career path that a life and weight loss coach (laughs) normally takes. But I was actually going through my own weight loss journey as I was transitioning from an advert being an advertising executive into a life coach. And so I tended, I tend to attract more women who want to lose weight. Um, I would say as many women who want right. to lose weight as I do women who want to solve some of the, the bigger problems in their life. And so, um, you know, I like to coach on things that I have personal experience with. So right. I tend to be women who are really struggling with overeating, um, women who are trying to grow professionally. Those are probably the two biggies that I coach most on. And, um, But yeah, I came out of the advertising industry loving every minute of it. I was there for almost 20 years. Um, It's a very sexy, creative, fun industry to be in. Um, But I knew I was being called for something more. And I really like to teach. I really like to motivate and inspire people. And so I launched Self Made You, where I get to teach people how to solve their problems fast. And I have a methodology behind it that makes a lot of sense. And it really helps people kind of release the shame Mm. and release the judgment around Mm. the results or the experiences that they're having in their life and recognize that, you know, we behave like maybe your behavior is overeating only because you're feeling something. It's a feeling that's actually sparking that behavior. So I teach that methodology and it really helps create change for people. It really helps them overcome some of the bigger obstacles in their life and then go on to create things that they once maybe thought impossible. So it's really exciting. Well, let's go back because you said something that I think many people experience with any problem that they have, I think, especially because overeating, it's the shame, you know, especially when it's something that, you know, it's a problem. Yeah. And, but for some reason, again, we make it about us that I just can't control myself. It's me, you know, or I have to hide it because it's something that I can't control. Yeah. Yeah. So for that woman, and boy, have I been there. Like I felt all the feels, mm. shame, shame included, um, lack of control included. Yep. And it wasn't until I understood that my brain being mismanaged was what was ultimately creating those overeats. And, right. you know, had you said, whoa, 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 time out. All you need to do is manage your brain. I wouldn't have had a clue. What right. That yeah. So. You- that's you would have told me I, to go pound sand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why I invest so much time and energy into teaching people, 
okay, what does it even mean to your brain? Yeah. And it starts with an awareness around how you're actually getting the result, AKA the overeat Mm. in the first place. So you're having a feeling like a, let's just call it an urge, Right. right? A deep desire to eat that cookie. Why are you experiencing that urge? A hundred percent of the time, without fail, you're only feeling something because of an unintentional thought that's running through your brain. Right. Right. So it maybe sounds something like, I need that. Yeah. I deserve that. Mm. I want that. Right. Mm. It's nothing like profound. It's right. Like- <laughs> There's no Shakespeare involved. It is something uh, no. like, I need that Oreo right freaking now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that thought makes you feel desire and your desire is on, it's like, it's an intense desire. So urge that then has us going face down in that plate of cookies, which creates an an experience of overeating. Right. So we have to kind of see that. Like I like to, I like to like literally write it out. So it's in black and white. Right. And see how it unfolds. Exactly create space between you and that experience. That experience isn't me. Right. The way it's unfolding. And it's only because I have that part of my brain. It's like, I like to call it your primitive part of your brain. Right. Very reactive. That's all. We all have that part of our brain. Right. And what want to learn to do is not be reactive. We want to learn how to respond. Yeah. You know, it's funny. And as you say that, because I think so many of us, because we've trained ourselves that when you, this feeling happens or this event happens, this is what I do. And so it becomes a habit that if, you know, the boss tells you to work late, instead of saying, no boss, I can't work late or taking that beat to be like, okay, I'm working late. It's okay. I'm like Oreos or coffee or whatever the thing you've trained yourself to grab when that particular event happens to you. Yeah. And that's not your fault because our primitive brain was actually designed to do that. Our primitive brain was designed to seek pleasure, avoid pain and be efficient or be very habitual. Yeah. Actually doing what it's designed to do. But if you can take a step back and you look at your result and you're like, you know, I really do not want to keep overeating and staying in a place where I'm maintaining a weight that I don't love or, you know, experiencing this inability to lose weight. If you can take that step back and just be very objective and be like, yeah, this is not what I want to continue to rinse and repeat. Right. Okay. Now you can just see it as a function of your primitive brain, you're having that thought, I need that, or I want that right now, which creates the urge, which has me diving in. That is a function of my primitive brain. It's wants to seek pleasure, right? It wants to avoid the pain of deprivation. And it wants to be very efficient because I've always done that. I don't even know about it. Right. So check, check, check. Your primitive brain is functioning the way it's intended to. Right. That's actually good news. Right. right? The thing that we need to like, like interrupt right there is that reaction to that urge. And if you can notice it and you can see it unfolding, that's when you can respond. Right. Responding looks a whole heck of a lot different than reacting. Yeah. And that takes you tripping the trigger of what I like to call your prodigy brain. It's the other part of your brain. It's it's technically called the prefrontal cortex, but that's the other part of your brain that can actually reason. It can make decisions. It it is more logic versus like those knee jerk reactions. Right. No, I, you know, and, and I like, and I like that. And, you know, for those of you who are listening, you know, many of you are probably like, logically, you see it logically you're, you're 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 the breadcrumb she's dropping you're like yeah i'm picking them up and i got it but you're just like but i'm different i'm a special snowflake you don't understand tracy the food just hops in my mouth and just like puts me in a headlock 
And I would say, I do understand. And I was you saying that exact same thing. And when I realized that I am not the special snowflake, that my primitive brain is operating just like everyone else's, now I can start to like kind of relieve myself of the shame. Right. Like that is not me. I don't have to make that mean that I'm. Mm. And so I would say, kind of get over yourself and understand that this is a function of a primitive brain. We all have it. We all want to have a primitive brain. Nothing has gone wrong. Right. It's now time to look at your result and ask yourself, honestly, is this what you want to keep creating for yourself? Yes or no? It's a choice. And there's no shame either way, but Mm. you can either continue to be the victim. Right. And I'm a special snowflake. Right. Or you can actually make a choice and retain control. You do have control, but it takes you getting real honest with yourself. Yes. 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 Yourself, do I want to continue to create this? So it, you kind of have to cut through kind of the BS a little bit. Yeah. Drama yeah. and just get real fact-based. That's why I like to teach the basic math and science yeah. of your brain, because you can't argue with that. It's no. evident. No, a lot of people want to bring in a whole lot of drama. Yeah. Or, you know, because it's easier to not be in me, right? The reason why I'm overeating is because there's a feeling that I don't want to feel. Yeah. A feeling that it makes me feel icky. And I really like how you talked about it. And I know I was this like um, black or white thinking there was no dimmer switch. And here we're asking, there has to be a dimmer switch because we can't shift from A to B without there being, it. it's going to be sticky. It's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. going to probably go through some feelings that you're just like, this sucks. I don't want to feel it. But if I don't stop feeling it, I'm never going to break this like loop. Yeah. And what I liked about what you said is, um, are you familiar with uh, Byron Katie? Yeah. Yeah. Love her. You love her. And she was literally the person who, it's black and white, and it really helped me think through and break up with being a victim, being a special snowflake. Like, you you know, I was like, you don't know. I'm different. Uh-uh. I was very much in that, like, rigid mindset. And her, like, four questions were very, like, just no, well, because. No, no, no. Is did you true? or did Did you or did you? Okay. Let's move from there. Let's move from there. And it was very... um very telling that anytime I was, you know, finding myself in that victim mode, in that shame mode, in that, like, I can't change mode, those four questions just like literally slap you in the face. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, that's what it looks like to get real honest with yourself, to yeah. take responsibility. It, it, you have to ask yourself those questions and asking yourself those questions trips the trigger of your prodigy brain. Right. So you either, run on autopilot with the primitive brain and continue to rinse and repeat, or you can go to those Byron Katie questions and trip the trigger of your prodigy brain, your prefrontal cortex, and you are going to get a different result. So I call this mind math because, you know, one plus two equals three. Right. Every single time, but you change one of those variables, you know, so it's, one plus three, you're getting a different result. Right. It is mind math. Period. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I like that. You're going to do something different because we want a different result. And when you just get real honest about the like math and science behind how our brain is operating, you can't argue. No, you can't. The effectiveness yeah. of of that formula, of that methodology. It works every time, but it does require you to take responsibility and to get honest. If you want to continue to play the shame game Mm. and fall victim, then you won't make a choice. You won't even look, you won't even look at your experience to make that choice. And you, and you know, as we're, we're talking here, I think so many people, um, what I really liked what you, you said is that I'm, if I, if I ask myself the hard questions, um, do I like the results I'm getting? 
Like that, that is like, again, it's, it's very black and white. If you like the results you gain, rock on with your bad self. (laughs) But if you don't, something's got to change. And it doesn't, you know, I think as we talk here, so many people, when you say something's got to change, they expect this like, you know, long laundry list of like, you know, I got to do this amount of cardio. I got to do this. I got to eat this. I got to eat that. I got to do this. And there's like, you're like, I'm exhausted. Just listen to all the things you think you have to do. Yeah. Where you just said it really simply, you're like one plus two is three. If I change one number, I get a different result. So it's like, what seems the easiest thing for you? Yeah. And I'm just going to cut to the chase, Kim, because you just like teed that up so beautifully. Everybody thinks that it's an action. That yeah. And I'm here to tell you, listen up. It is not the action where oh. you need to start. It is the thought. So if you're looking at my mind math formula, it is the thought Mm. that's going to change the way you feel that then will have you organically showing up and changing that variable. Right. You know, the one plus two equals three. You're going to change the two to a three. So now one plus three equals four. You just got a different result by changing up the variable. The variable is not the action. It's not going outside and running a mile. It's not um, fasting for 72 hours. It's not counting calories. It's not counting macros. What it is, is changing the way you're thinking. Yes, yes, yes. I just shortcutted it for you. So everybody who's listening, it's the easiest place to start. And I'll tell you what, it's the most effective. It will sustain your results. For all of you who are yo-yo dieters or self-proclaimed yo-yo dieters, the reason why is because what you've been doing is not sustainable. No. With your thoughts, it creates change and it's sustainable change. Okay. Like we just became best friends (laughs) (laughs) because ultimately, you know, the one thing, you know, people come to you and they come to me and they're, they want the like 30 days to whatever it is that they want. And I was like, I could absolutely tell you something to do for 30 days. However, day 31, day 71, talk to me about that. Like, I, I don't want you to hire me anymore. I want you to get to the point where you're like, Kim, thank you so much. I got a great tool book. And I know I can come back to this over and over and over again, because it's sustainable where yeah. I, you know, in our society, you know, I think they said, and it's probably by the time I've heard the statistic, it's probably less now. I said, I think they said that we have the average attention span of like four seconds. Yeah. And I'm sure by now it sounds like one second. And <laughs> we want that like instantaneous result. Like if I click on something on my phone and it doesn't come up in less than a fraction of a second, I'm like, What's wrong. Something's wrong with this phone. And the same thing when it comes to our health, you know, how many years have you been overeating? And if you really sat down and thought about it, you've been an overeater probably since your teenage years. Yeah. And my audience were, were over 40. So think about how many times when you broke up with somebody, you had a bad day at school and someone in your life said, have a cookie, have a blah, have a blah. We've been trained. And just like you said, like, we don't know how to feel that feeling. We like, we feel it we're like, oh, I must get something for it versus how do I process through? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Buffering, you know, trying to numb the feelings or trying to run from it is a normal human primitive brain yep. reaction, right? So when you can see that, you can do different and you can actually put some space. You don't have to make that mean anything about you outside of the fact that you've got a primitive brain that you were reacting from. That's it. That's right. it. And so it's really good to know that. And once you understand the science behind that, it is very simple. There's the primitive and there's the prodigy. You're either, uh, you're either reacting from the primitive brain or you're responding from your prodigy brain. Once you see that and how simple it can be, now you get to like take that control back and be right. like, okay, doesn't mean you're not going to have primitive brain thoughts. For sure. You want to have primitive brain thoughts. They're meant to keep you safe. You just don't want to be reacting from them. You don't want to be reacting, like diving face first into that plate of cookies, which would be the reaction. You want to be like, you know, 
is that really true that I need or I deserve that cookie right now when my goal is to lose weight? Like right. that's exactly what a prodigy brain thought sounds like. Yeah. And I know that that sounds like, you know, Miss Goody Two Shoes coming up with, oh, duh, that sounds like the obvious thought. But you yeah. got to get honest with yourself. Right. You got to ask those questions. And you got to know that the normal diving face first reaction, everybody has that. It, but you have to have the awareness of what to do differently. You change that one variable. That's right. it. Yeah. And I, and I liked how you, you said that because I feel like so many people, you know, I'm going to go twofold with this, this question. So many people hear that and it's like, easy for you, Tracy very easy for you. It's like, you know, it's like, I don't trust myself to have whatever that food is in my house. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, is that a rewiring of the thought about trusting yourself? Or is it, you know, how does one gain a little bit of trust around themselves? Yeah, I think it it looks like a baby step, like, Hmm. Not you wake up tomorrow and now you all of a sudden trust yourself. Like it's like strengthening a muscle. So when you said that, I'm like, oh, I can so relate to that because I was once an over drinker. Yeah. And February 22nd, it will be one year. So we're still a ways away, but it seems like tomorrow. <laughs> no, but I mean, for if, if for something that you used to do all the time to make like, it this far, you're yeah. like, damn, I didn't think I could make it a day. Yeah. I never in a million years thought I could go to bed at night without having a glass of wine first. Like I thought that I, everyone did. I thought I needed it. Like, yes, it, it seemed perfectly normal. Yes. Well, one glass would lead to another glass and sometimes the whole bottle, right? right? Cause you opened I, it. Why not? Exactly. So I could look at how that mind math was playing out for me. My result that I was creating almost every single night was over drinking. Right. Now, I did not trust myself mm-hmm. to be in the kitchen with bottles and bottles of unopened wine. I kept thinking this is not going to work. And I had tried to stop over drinking many, many times. Right. It wasn't until I started to consider, is it possible that I might be able to just go without a glass of wine tonight. Oh yeah. Versus asking myself the much harder question of, am I ever going to be able to stop over drinking or stop drinking completely? Like my brain does not like the answer to that. No, this day does not like the answer. No, because it's hard. (laughs) And your primitive brain is seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, which Seeking pleasure does not look like deprivation. Right. And pain does not look like, you know, not having a glass of wine. So it's right. like my brain squeals when it hears that. But if I just ask myself the question, is it possible? Do Is it possible that I might be able to just tonight go without a glass of wine? Right. Now that I can get behind. And I can right. start to consider that. Right. See, that makes you feel different mm. than I need to stop over drinking or I need to not drink ever again. Like one creates one variable created deprivation and restriction. Right. Change the variable, which again is the thought, which now has me kind of curious. Yeah. And that, those two feelings, deprivation and curious, that is what leads to your behaviors. And it's an organic thing. So that's why bringing it back to that first comment when I said, it's not a list of actions. It's It's not counting calories, counting macros, going out and running a mile. It's not the actions, you guys. It's the thoughts that will eventually lead to the actions. But if you want sustainable change, you've got to back it up to what is the root cause. The root cause is your thinking. And it's either coming from your primitive brain or it's coming from your prodigy brain. That's what takes the effort right there is to trip the trigger of your prodigy brain by asking a question. Yeah, no, this like, ladies, I'm going to ask you to rewind about uh, two minutes back because this 
was magic. Like she, like we could just end right here. I could send her on her way. This was absolute magic because she just, I took notes. You know, I take notes. I took notes. This is what she said. She said, I picked this huge goal, right? It was like, I want to climb Everest. And her brain was like, oh, girlfriend, it's cold. We ain't going to Everest. So she's like, okay, let's go out and buy some boots. Let's just see if the boots are cute. See if I like the boots. And then I could think about buying long underwear. Then I could think about putting on a jacket. Then I could think about climbing. Like, so it was like one action led to another action led to another action. Where so many of us were like, we're climbing Everest. We're going tomorrow. And then you fail. And you're like, it was a sign. I shouldn't have done it. I'm going back to doing what I used to do. And she you know, laid it out for you. Like She's like, my brain said, oh, hell no. We are not giving up alcohol it's too hard but i'm like ah, what if i had maybe maybe she's instead of saying having no wine tomorrow maybe she said i'm just going to have one glass yeah. you know so it's like we have to pick something that's challenging but doable for us and what feels challenging but doable and what she felt challenging but doable for her was tonight no wine but it could have easily been tonight just one glass yep exactly Yep. And and worked her way towards where she is today, where we're, you know, knocking on the door of a year where she's like, this was my jam. This is how I spent my evening. And, you know, I had another a guest talk about this as well. You know, this, she's like, it's what I did. I didn't think it was anything different until you stopped. And then you're like, hang on. That was something I should have been doing a long time ago. Yeah, it's it's I think it's fascinating how dramatic we get with our thinking and if you notice a lot of dramatic thoughts oh my god we could be academy award winners totally totally that's a function of your primitive brain so just call it out there it is that's my primitive brain being all primitive on me and you once you call it out and kind of be a little playful about it it really does start to kind of extinguish that drama right so what I did, I knew I could make this work. I knew the mind math would work for over drinking because it worked for my overeating. It also right. worked for me creating a multiple six figure business. It also worked for some relationships in my life that needed to be healed. It works for absolutely everything. Right. And I'll tell you what, the reason why is because it strips away all the damn drama. Right. I I, I love it. And you're, and for me, I need simple. I, I'm, I've done complicated complicated sucks <laughs> I've done too complicated for too far too long. And for those of you who've listened to me for a long time, you know, I'm all about the simple and so many of you guys want, you know, both myself and Tracy to give you complicated shit. I can absolutely give you complicated shit and I can watch you spin around, chase your tail and run into the same brick walls we ran into, or I can, you could just say, you know what? Huh? Maybe I should try simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, you know what? I love how you said, you know, we talked about being, you know, the drama queen. And so it's like um, Beyonce, she is an introvert. But when she goes on stage, she becomes Sasha Fierce. And Sasha Fierce can do whatever the hell she wants. And so I feel that, you know, many of us, when we are, you're trying to take away something that I know I need to get rid of those Oreos. I know it deep down in my heart. But all of a sudden, I'm Meryl Streep. And I am signing up for the Academy Award. And I think we have to recognize our Meryl Streep moments. Like, you have to just pause and be like, damn it, I'm being Meryl Streep right now. Or you decide, you could be Sasha Fierce. I, I, I think Beyonce would be okay with it. But you decide who is that your inner drama queen and just be like, whoa, she's coming out. And she's being yeah. a diva and she wants green M&Ms only in a yellow glass. And I need to just pause for one hot second and t- think about how my thoughts are creating my feelings and that feeling is turning into an action. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And it is so simple. Uh, we want to make it hard. And it's as simple as that. And so if there is a takeaway that I want everybody to just try on in regards to a thought is, is it possible? Is it possible that losing weight or not overeating could actually be simple? Oh. Girl, you 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 might as well ask for world peace in the Middle East. <laughs> well, you know, and so your logical brain, your your prefrontal cortex is going to be like, well, what I have been doing all along 
sure as hell isn't working. So maybe it is possible that this could be simple because everything that I dove into has been pretty damn complicated. And right. that hasn't worked. So is it possible that maybe simple will work? Just try that on. And it gets real exciting. And then you organically start showing up behaving different. Just that variable of that thought. Yeah, because it's like here is where, you know, we're both asking you to kind of release the thought, release the or thoughts, (laughs) the millions of thoughts, feelings that you have around the actions you have to take. Where, you know, as if if we go back to Tracy, she's like, I just did one thought. Like, if I didn't have something tonight, what would happen? And, you know, I'm sure in your mind, you're like, gosh, whole host of things are going to happen. And then you woke up the next morning, you're like, well, all that bad shit didn't happen. Huh. Maybe I'll try it again tonight to see, to prove it was just a fluke. Last night was a fluke. Tonight, it's definitely going to go down. And then when it didn't happen for day two, we started to build evidence. And our brains need that evidence that this new path could possibly be the path. Yeah. That's why I love science and math. You know, it's evidence-based. Our brains crave that evidence. Yes. So give it the evidence, start off with one step. And now all you have to do is take the next best step. That's all. Yeah. No, I build evidence along the way. I love that. Right. Yeah. But as we are building evidence, you know, as I talked about this impatience, right? So it's like, in my mind, I think why people gravitate towards these 30-day challenges, blah, blah, blah challenges is because there's an end date. And so when we go through a path of weight loss and there's, there's, you know, of course there are going to be days that are hard. There's going to be days that we're just going to you know, question everything under the sun. You know, how do we get through that impatient part? You know, is yeah. it again, revisiting the thoughts here or, you know, how do we get through that? Like everyone has a sticking point. Yeah, I, it is absolutely going right back to the thought because you have a belief that, you know, there's a finish line. Yeah. Is that, is that belief really working for you? Like I would argue it's probably not because that's the old way of thinking that kept us really like grippy, kind of white knuckling using willpower, right? You can do it. You can do whatever you need to for, you know, so long. Right. Well, tell you all day long that they've got tons of willpower, but willpower is finite. Exactly. There is an end date. And so let's, let's look at like weight loss a little bit more holistically. Mm. Like let's look at this about like, how do you want to live day to day? And maybe this is just going to be the part of the process, right? right? If you start to kind of back away from the belief, the thought, you know, like that there's a finish line and you start to consider another belief that seems reasonable. Like, could this just be part of the process where I'm feeling much better every single day? I, my memory is more clear. My moods are more stable. My like, what else? I'm sleeping better. Right. All of those things. Like if you could just kind of back away from that, that finite thinking. Right. Just think, consider maybe this is all just part of the process. Yeah. And I'm, and I like that because, you know, going back to, you know, many of us need that logical thinking, you know, not having that like woo woo esoterical feeling where we can kind of start to say, when I tell you, you're, you're, when things start to get sticky, and you start to get impatient. What are your thoughts around that? Write it down. And then we can kind of get, you know, scientific. Okay. Your thought is this isn't going to work. How do you know? And it's like, show me the evidence. You know, it's kind of like law and order. That's Everyone knows I'm a true crime junkie. So I'm on law and order. I need the evidence. Show me how this is going to work. Prove to me. Our best friends. We just never knew it. I love, I love all the crime shows too. Oh my God. I love it. And the work, the best is like, you're like, it's her. And then you're like, crap, it's not. And it just totally just like messes with you. I love those. Um, But yeah, you know, this is for me, I need that like, I'm, you know, working hard here and I'm not seeing any results. And you're like, well, then, you you know, you, we have the undercover results. Like, well, are you sleeping better? How's your energy? How's your mood? Right. Because everyone wants to step on that damn scale and be down 400 pounds in three days. Right. Right. We're not. I mean, I wish I could be Amazon Prime. I mean, that would be fabulous. 
<laughs> However, right. I am. Well, and Kim, one of the things that you just said is you're like, okay, so I'm impatient. <clears throat> and now how do I want to think about that? Yeah. I, if you follow the mind math formula, your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings are what have you behaving, reacting or responding. So right. instead of going, okay, I'm feeling impatient. And how do I want to think about that? I want you to reverse architect it. I'm feeling impatient because I'm thinking. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts to solve the mind math. When you can recognize that you're only feeling something because of an unintentional thought that you're thinking, kind of reveal that, it starts to make a lot more sense. You really start to recognize, why am I showing up in this way? Why am I like, throwing a cookie down my throat or opening up a bottle of wine before I even know what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Because of the fact that you're feeling impatient because you're thinking this isn't going to happen fast enough. Yeah. Happen faster. Right. So it's getting real clear on how your mind math is playing out, how it's unfolding. I have this mind math formula and exactly how to make it work for you. On my website, I would highly, it's totally free. I'd highly recommend grabbing that because yeah. it everything. When you can see how your primitive brain creates your experience. Now you don't have to, you don't have to make it mean anything about you. You've yeah. got a brain. Now we just want to learn how to not react. We want to learn how to respond. No, and I, and I like that because, you know, um, one of my good friends, Coach Allie, um, she has this thing. I, um, I'm going to say something salty, so I apologize. She has this thing. She says, fuck feelings. And she's like, because all of your clients are going to come to you with feelings. Like, I feel this should be this. And I feel, I feel, I feel. And she's like, like what you just said, flip the feeling. The feeling makes a thought. So what does that thought do? That thought makes you want to go harder. That thought makes you think this isn't working. Where what you just said is like, okay, tell me what you're feeling. And then what are the thoughts that come up around that feeling? And let's start to diffuse that because, you know, you always want your client to feel heard. And, yeah. you know, you and I, we've been around a long time. Like I've heard every feeling under the planet and I know where it's coming from, but you don't want people to feel dismissed. Yeah. So it's like, Tracy, I hear you. Like you, right now you're like, it's not working. And I'm like, I'm going to ask you a question just so that we can work through this. How do you know? How do you know? And it's like, and for a lot of people that stops them in their tracks, because they don't, they don't have an answer for that. How do you know? Yeah. 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 The basics that we teach at self-made you, there's four of them. And because I'm, I have a little peanut brain and I, right. to learn <laughs> I made it real simple. It's S E L F. So the S is solving the mind math. It's exactly what I, we've been talking about. Right. The E is eating foods that fuel you. You've got to understand what uniquely fuels you, not your neighbor, not your partner, what fuels you, what foods fuel you. The L is learning to collect data. Yes. So that you're making decisions from data, not mm. drama. If yes. you don't have data, into drama to make your decisions. So oh. learning to collect data is the L. And then the F is fasting. Fasting intermittently so that you balance out your insulin, so that you metabolically become more fit, so that you can live longer. So those are our four basics. But the learning to collect data. That's huge. It's huge. It's huge. I I mean, what you just said right there, mic drop again and, and interview. Data, not drama. Because just as we were talking about, it's like, okay, it's not working. How do you know? And it's like, show show me the math, like show me the math. If you are, you know, consuming, you know, the foods for you, if you're sleeping, you're not stressed, you're training, everything should be going fabulously. And if it's not, we need to talk to a doctor. Yeah. Yep. Because exactly. clearly you are a special snowflake. <laughs> yep. right. Maybe call Guinness too. I don't know. But like, clearly <laughs> you are very different. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. So I wear the aura ring because I want to see, you know, what my sleep does. I've got a CGM. I am like hashtag bionic woman because I love love looking at data. (laughs) 
and it's funny I didn't like my I unbeknownst to me my very first coach was very data driven and I just thought that's how people were I didn't you know I felt asked backwards into her so to shout out to you Jody um and I didn't I thought everyone did that and then it was like as I like started to kind of evolve into this industry I realized like we need to know these points so that I know for me Sure, I can write down my food, but it wasn't until I physically put it into an app so I could see, okay, I like this food, but it throws off my fat for the day. So what do I need to change if I want to keep this food in? So it helps me to be a little bit more logical, a little bit more strategic in my approach to food versus like, it's a good food. I'm going to eat it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good food and I'm going to eat it is a dramatic thought. But if you look at the data, you're right. going to make a much different decision. Right. So, yeah, I data and data comes in all shapes and sizes. Yes. So yeah. Don't let the word data like I was horrible at math. So it's ironic that I have a product. <laughs> a mind math. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's funny. I was just I just had a, a doctor on and we were talking about biochemistry and I just, I hated science in college. I hated science in high school because they never applied it to like real life, right? We were always doing experiments on like freaking chemicals that I'm like, who would ever have this in their kitchen? Where if we kind of related a lot of this to like actual real world, I would have perked up. I would have been like, oh, I'm interested now. Like now I'm like, you could, I have to change the education system now, but I would have. I would have done much better had it been more related to actual things you care about in life. Like I'm not a frog. So why would I dissect that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that kind of supports why I think the mind math is so important because this is how your brain is. Yes. When you can, when you can make something so personal and so applicable, you'll learn. Yeah, absolutely learn. But if I just sit here and talk to you without applying your personal experience, it's probably not going to land nearly as well. So we don't learn from being talked to. We know applications. So exactly. Especially when you're like um, the reptilian brain and you're like, well, I'm not a reptile. So like, you know, would that have tuned me out? You know, if you would have talked about your prefrontal cortex. Eh, I'm not into science. Click. Right. Yeah. So it's like where you apply, like, well, that's what you think. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. So let me keep going. So, you know, so it's like finding the like right trigger to like draw people in so they can say, huh, there's something here for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we really cater to the lifelong learner and I love the, you know, the concept that if you're not learning, you're dying. And yeah. So we all essentially are lifelong learners. You guys step into that. Mm. And that is how we keep evolving. We, and it's a different iteration every day. It doesn't yeah. mean that tomorrow is going to be better than today. It's a different iteration. And right. yes, I think most lifelong learners want to kind of optimize. And that's only possible when you're willing to look at the data, to, 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 Create responsibility, looking at your experience and create choice. Is this what I want to continue to create yeah. for myself? Yes Great. or no? And so, yeah, I would wear that like cloak of being a lifelong learner proudly because I yeah. think all are, we all can be. And it really, I think, encourages us to iterate and mm. optimize and not think that we have to be perfect. Yes, 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 yes. Perfection is not required. Yeah. Not at all. So Tracy, I always ask my 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 uh my guests one question. What is one thing that makes you feel magical? Makes me feel magical. <clears throat> um laughing. Oh like, I'd love to laugh. Yeah, I would say I am in like this kind of magical place when I am like belly laughing, just having fun and mm. being playful. Um, if there was one place to be, it would be in that place. Like, yeah, I would, so I love that. I absolutely love that. 
Tracy, so where can people find you on the interwebs? <laughs> um, well, we are on Instagram, we're on TikTok, um, LinkedIn, all the normal places. But I would say if you want the free stuff, you want to like really dig in and become a lifelong learner, go to our website. We've got all sorts of free resources. So that's just www.self-made and then the letter u.com. We've got the mind math, exactly how to work the mind math. We've got an awesome quiz. You can take this pop quiz that reveals your weight loss superpower. Ah. And a lot of people don't understand what their superpower is. And if you don't even understand that, it's very hard to leverage it to get what it is that you want. And so we have that out there. We've got all sorts of fun stuff. So yeah, that's where I'd send them. Perfect. And everything that she talked about is going to be linked in the show notes so that you don't have to go very far to find that. Tracy, I have just absolutely loved this conversation so much. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. And people, this is one that you're going to have to like, you know, pull over to the side of the road or get up the Stairmaster and listen to again and take some freaking notes because I know I've got like three pages here. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. It was so fun to be here. Great. So magic makers, reach out to Tracy. This is some good stuff. So if you are a logical person like myself, you need this in your life and feel free to follow her. Actually, no, don't feel free. Do follow her. I'm giving you actions. Follow her because she puts out some great stuff. All right, magic makers. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.